You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And we got a great show for you on this wonderful Wednesday. The weather is definitely cooperating with us. For those of us who are still looking to extend our summers all the way until fall officially begins, which is like September 21st, y'all. So we got some time to enjoy this summer weather. I'm glad it's participating today. But we also have Brian Callen on the show today. And, you know, normally, Brian, and I, we can talk for a long time about these issues, but we get cut off because we got so many amazing guests. So I'm glad today is dedicated to Brian himself. We're going to be doing a deeper dive on what's coming up tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews, but we also really want to stay tuned to what Brian has his ear to the streets on, what's going down there at City Hall. So I can't wait to dive in with him. But of course, this is the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream right here. Please tag and share the stream with people you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Also, if you can't watch us, don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. You'll find me there on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, we are there. Thank you to all those who are listening to us. We appreciate this global audience we're able to reach in this digital age. It's one of the greatest ways that technology is benefiting us as a society getting us closer uh, connected to our global community. So shout out to everybody who is, you know, listening out there. We appreciate all of you and also always appreciate those who are watching. Uh, you know, I I feel like this is important. So you guys are going to be hearing me talk about this, uh, the C- Commercial Tenant Improvement Fund. Now, this is uh, up to $100,000 in grant funding that any business can apply for to uh, utilize it for commercial tenant improvements. And this is one of those gaps, right? Like we see affordable commercial space happening and we see that there are certain, you know, funds for businesses to do business, but there's often a hefty cost if you're looking to occupy brick and mortar space, even if it is affordable. And so this right here is uh, filling in that gap. So please apply share it with your friends or those business owners that you know of that can benefit from this fund uh, brought out by the Office of Economic Development. They realized that even as spaces were opening and folks weren't occupying, you know, commercial spaces like, hey, man, it's a hefty cost for me to get into the building and actually occupy it. So I'm so glad that this fund is available. Make sure you're sharing it out there. And uh, the deadline is coming up next month. So you still got some time. Ask the questions you may need uh, to make sure you get your applications in for that fund. And you know, we have some new clips coming out. Our girl T-Dub is staying on it with artists you should know, black artists you should know. And I'm so glad that this is uh, going on. Of course, the first week right here, we got Moses' son being featured. And Moses has been doing great work in the community with his artistry and his unique eye. Uh, such a talented brother. I'm so glad that T-Dub is staying on it by bringing us these artists that we need to get to know and get connected with folks in our community that are doing great work. 
work. Uh, and you know what? That really leads me into one thing we want to share here. You know, artists are also entrepreneurs and oftentimes are running small businesses of their own. So we want to still continue this message on the last day of August right here for Black Business Month by showcasing a bunch of amazing artists who are entrepreneurs, I love to call them, doing their own small businesses, but doing a collective. And you guys have seen this amazing work with the BLM mural. Check this out. June 11th, 2020, in the midst of Chop Chaz protest, 16 artists came together to emblazon a message of hope on the streets of Capitol Hill in Seattle, Washington. Those artists became known as the Vivid Matter Collective. Since that initial effort, this group returns to the space every year to ensure that message remains clear. What up y'all, T-Dub here, our queen of Converge. I am here on the site of the landmark BLM mural, which is being repainted for the second time by the Vivid Matter Collective, of which I am also a member, yes. So we are here. It is a beautiful day here in Seattle, Washington. Um, the artists have been here all morning, making sure that their letters are nice and beautiful. We actually had a gorgeous array of volunteers who also came to support the effort. I had an opportunity to tap in with Barry Johnson, Art Breaker, BT, and Afro SPK on what's been up with them in the past couple of years and what it's been like to come back to this mural and repaint it time and time again. We also had an opportunity to tap in with one of our esteemed volunteers who has also been a part of the effort. Being completely forthright, like whenever we did this, we did this as a response to events that were happening around the world and we had a message that we wanted to get out no matter the cost. And just to know that this has been able to stay here is really transformative. So to be able to have the opportunity two years to come and paint it again feels so much special. And energetically, it just feels better. It's like we have more people out here miraculously, like the weather is incredible today, the support is here, and it feels good. There's still much more work that needs to be done regarding Black Lives Mattering and Black and Brown and BIPOC visibility entirely. But for what we're doing right now, it feels really good. And I hope that we can continue to message, continue to share this message and the people are in part with us. It feels great to be working with everyone because like this is the community of Seattle and there's finally these bridges that have been able to been like bridges have been made now. And so, yeah, to be working with everybody is exciting. Um, and then to have the organization that I'm running with Art Vault and having the access to like step to an individual and support them both financially with materials with like resources in the community, you know, like Blue Cone Studios, stuff like that, and like just different resources. So it's great, it feels good. Um, we're trying to make more moves together, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the collective effort right now is, um, you know, everybody's really caring about what we're doing. You know, every individual is like actually caring about another artist and making sure that like, you know, we're, we're rebuilding a community right now, I feel like. You know, more more of like a rebirth too, especially with COVID affecting different people and getting back into the flow, you know what I'm saying? We're helping the flow. So it's nice to be in that group of people who are actually moving in the community. 
I'm so happy to have you a part of this effort. Obviously, I knew a couple of the people that, you know, we had called out to um, to be a part of it, but to have people that, you know, I didn't know that I get to know and that I now enjoy over two years. We've been holding it down together with this collective thing. So I'm super, super like loving getting to know you and getting to know your art. So tell us about your letter A, what you did with it and how it's evolved for you over the years. Just kind of taking as we all have obviously these really unique um, canvases to work with is these frames of our pieces, you know, like what's going to fit in the silhouette, right? And, uh, you know, with that, obviously, then as, as we're doing a Black Lives Matter mural, you know, thinking about just sort of, uh, you know, icons that, you know, kind of uh, further express that pride and everything. And so, especially with that pride element. Uh, so, what I did was I made an Afro pick um, in this like fun tuft of, you know, throwed out here. Uh, but with this Afro pick, again, as I mentioned, the pride thing, all the, the teeth of that all the teeth of that comb uh, are all different like rainbow colors you know so has has you know the nice like pride flag kind of hidden within it uh and then obviously just you know the hair pride and everything you know um so yeah you know obviously we're in capitol hill you know want to just be showing out for all of us you know black queers as well we're definitely part of this and so yeah it's really important to include that um you know, I'd done some murals at some schools before since moving up here, um, you know, some other clients and other things. But, you know, really, though, once like hopping into the Vivid Matter Collective, creating this, just like so many opportunities, so many great projects. Uh, it's been incredible. It's, it's, it's a dream come true in so many ways. With every repaint of Seattle's landmark Black Lives Matter Street mural, we are reminded of the protests of times past affirmed of our present condition in the world of art and activism, and we look forward to creating the changes necessary for a more vivid future. I think the biggest thing you can do with any artist is provide them space. You know, that's the thing that we've historically had so much taken away from us that we've never had access to and that we've always like been kept away from. So when you look at these organizations, the things that they can do is provide artists space to experiment, to try to fail, to grow, and for them as a collective to work in collaboration and learn with them. Just don't give us these one-off opportunities that are very four-walled, that like we can't have room to work with them. Like give them space to explore. The whole reason that I started illustrating a couple of years ago was to make sure I was showing black and brown representation, but through my style, which is basically through movement and without facial details. Um, so getting the opportunity to work in this kind of level of activism is kind of blowing my mind and doesn't seem like a real thing for me, but now I'll get to go home and show my kids like, look at what mommy helped do. And then it'll be a very normal everyday thing for them. The initial, the initial effort was Chaz Chop, right? And I think the thing that could have been done differently to really even get more support to this is like the total protection of black people that step into this space. You know, there's a, there's a lot of white bodies here to like protect the black community. So I feel like when we, when we talk about efforts like this, we also have to talk about safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, me coming out here, especially, you know, of what I do, I try to keep pretty low, you know what I'm saying? So I got to assess the situation and make sure things are, you know, safe, you know, and, and, and in the beginning, it, it just felt, it felt like we had to take the space and demand the safety rather than like taken for us and made for us before we came into the space. So 
you know, I think that's some ways that could be different is, uh, you know, more allies step in, white bodies to the front. Repaint this landmark, this monument, let folks know what it is, continue to say it loud and proud. And I feel like as a collective, we became so much stronger. And as a nation, we're doing work, still a lot that needs to be done. But, you know, the message still remains active and the message still remains loud. Well, folks, as you can see, today has been an amazing day of community, art, and connection. The Vivid Matter Collective, for the second time, has repainted their illustrious landmark BLM mural. We got to be here to explore and assist in the action and looking forward to what BMC has coming up next. I have been T-Dub, your art queen of Converge, and you're watching Converge Media. To learn more about Vivid Matter Collective and ways to support, head to our website, www vividmattercollective.com. Wow, what an amazing effort. Kudos to all the artists who have given their artistry to this amazing mural. I mean, just looking at it the whole time, I'm like, wow, look at that. Look at this letter, that letter. It is so beautiful to be uh, able to end, you know, Black Business Month by celebrating all of those phenomenal artists. And of course, our resident queen of art right here at Converge Media T-Dub. We love you so much for all of the ways that you are giving your artistry out to this community. Thank you for being such an inspiring artist leader here and doing so many great things to bring other artists into the fold. Well, you guys, after this short break, I get to chop it up with my guy, Brian Callen, and we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive today on Seattle News Views and Brews and all the things going on over there at City Hall. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey, y'all. My name is Nicole Harvey, and I proudly serve as the Director of Community and Family Engagement at Seattle Jazz Ed. And I'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of October. So if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music, whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time, we have saved a seat for you. For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more, and people seem to always think giving means money, but nah, bro. It's like you can give time, you can give understanding, you can give access, you can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents, but you just got to give. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. Right now, I get the opportunity to really dive deeper with Brian Callanan from Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge Media. What's up, Brian? Hey, good to see you, Trey. Thank you so much for highlighting that piece on, on Black Lives Matter, the mural that's done up there. It, it was beautiful to see. It made me want to learn how to spell all over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those letters were, were really something else. Thank you for highlighting that. Uh, you know what? The artistry is beyond. And yeah. I, I'm so glad you were able to catch that. Yeah. And really, that for me is one of the things I love about Converge because we may have this beautiful studio, but mm -hmm. we'd be out there on the ground Absolutely. seeing what's going on. Yeah. And you apparently be out there on the ground too, <laughs> keeping your ear close to it. What's going on this week? We got a lot of stuff going on. Seattle News, Views and Brews. It's happening tonight right here on Converge at seven o'clock. And I wanted to preview a few of the things that we're talking about. I'm with my co-host, David Croman of the Seattle Times. 
And one piece that I think is really interesting, Trey, is sort of the changing approach to what's happening with the COVID pandemic. It's interesting to look at this because the program that the federal government puts on such that you can get a free COVID test sent to you, actually a number of them sent to you, they're actually ending that on Friday. And it's interesting to see that now at the state level, you can still get them, but watching the state and that program, watching different things like cruise liners say, well, you don't need proof of vaccination, but then at the same time to see this big effort amid a lot of health officials to say, hey, go out and get that Omicron booster out there. It's one of those situations, and I think we've seen this throughout the pandemic, of a little bit of a mixed message. I think some people are saying, okay, maybe this isn't as much of a problem if we don't need the testing, but hey, we still need these vaccinations, at least what health officials are saying, and we need to go through with that. Now, I'm back to max. I'm a full believer in trying to make this work, but it's interesting when you look at this intersection, or sometimes it's not an intersection between public opinion and public health. And so we're trying to break that down. And I don't know what your experience has been with this, but it's been an interesting type of message for me to try to put out to people because some people want to say, oh, it's over. And a lot of people are saying, no, 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 it's not. But it, it's a very difficult time in this pandemic. And it's hard to control it in some ways, the message at least. I'm glad that you guys are actually breaching this topic because it's something that we don't talk about a lot anymore, honestly. Yeah. It's almost as if we're all just trying to like, be like, oh, that was then, you know, right. people passed away and yeah. we lost a lot of loved ones here in this country yeah. and globally. But 500 I, people still a day are passing away in the U.S. from this. So that's keep going. Yeah, yeah, is that we have to be, I think, really uh, specific about getting messages out there. And you are right with this mixed bag, Brian. We've yeah. talked about this at other points during this pandemic. Yeah. We have seen that, you know, th those messages get really mixed and it's harder for individuals to make the right decision because yeah. there's so much coming from so many different pathways. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are diving into that. Yeah, we are. And we're really trying to figure out the right way forward for these different health agencies as they put out these messages. But we will be seeing over the next couple of days, folks, a real push for everybody to get this vaccine that is specific to the Omicron variant. So keep an eye out for that. I know the state's working on rolling that out. I know the city's going to be amplifying that message too. It's just one of these difficult times where it's tough to shut off the switch. You know, it's like either emergency mode or you're not, right? Yeah. So we're still under this state of emergency, right? But when can we really say we're out of that? I think that's going to be a very difficult job for a lot of public health officials and government agencies too. So we're talking about that piece. And then there's another really big one too. As we've been saying over the past couple of weeks, the Seattle City Council is still on its summer break. They'll be back in session after Labor Day here. But what the council has on its mind and what the mayor has on his mind and what a lot of Seattle has on its mind is selecting a new police chief. And so we went into this topic as well on the show. And what we talked about is some of the outreach that the mayor's office has done to a number of different neighborhoods. Got a lot of different people responding to surveys and things of that nature to get some public opinion, figure out what's going on. And probably no surprise at the top of the list in terms of what people were surveyed about, about 1,300 people were surveyed here. What they were saying was, we need better response to criminal activity and, and shorter 911 times, right? People are always going to want that. But in terms of, and this is where it gets interesting, in terms of the different accountability measures that I know the city is concerned about and trying to build up this kind of third arm of the public safety department, meaning someone who can, uh, or an agency that can respond to these well-person calls or mental health calls or something like that, that was a little further down the list. And so it's difficult when you try to do something with a ranked survey, it makes it, it puts it right there in front of numbers that are right in front of you. And even below that, in terms of, uh, terms of priorities, at least what the survey showed was that people said, you know, the SPD making sure it's taking really good care of its resources. Well, we're going to put that forth. And so 
it's one of these situations where I know we're right in the middle of this. I know the mayor wants to get as much information as possible, but it makes it really difficult. And I think this is a real preview of what's going to happen this fall with the city council. They're going to look at those survey results and say, okay, we understand where people are ranking these things, but this has to be a both and conversation. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just, okay, we're going to try to take care of crime with police, but we're also going to make sure that they're accountable for one thing in terms of their budget and also make sure that we try to build up these other types of agencies that can help out and help police reduce their workload. So th this conversation is really still ongoing. It is an ongoing discussion. I'm glad that you guys are following through on this because yeah. honestly, Brian, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we think about uh, communities from the global majority that are just over surveyed. Yeah. So then you have mm. to really look at the demographic data that's coming yeah. from these surveys, which households have the opportunity, mm -hmm. kind of the privilege of being like, I got time to sure. make sure they hear from mm -hmm. me, um, which I think is always going to be a critical uh, aspect yeah. of how the city is hearing from its citizens. Mm -hmm. And this is something that it's like, well, what other ways can we do this? Can there be, you know, community groups that are doing this? Can there yeah. be ways to really yeah. tap into folks who are already connected so it's not feeling like an additional touch point right. for some families who may not have the capacity to give their time yeah. to make sure their yeah. opinion is counted here. Right. We right. deal with this when it comes to major elections all the sure. time when we're trying to encourage folks to get out there and vote. This is something mm -hmm. where I love that the city is doing this and doing some real direct engagement mm -hmm. here, but we also have to think about some of the ways that have really created kind of barriers for yeah. some folks to participate. Yeah. If I'm a mom, a single mom and I got two jobs yeah. and three kids. You know what I mean? Do yeah. I got time for that? But yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. Is, is that does that mean that my opinion is not valuable? I think we would see more um, concern mm -hmm. for this kind of third arm because we keep yeah. experiencing it in black community, particularly after what we just witnessed with this inquisition in the Charlena Lyles the case. Inquest, yeah. yeah, the mm -hmm. inquest. I mm -hmm. think it's important that we all understand we're seeing how these things play out yeah. and unfortunately sometimes it just means that people can't participate but yeah. i'm not surprised by the fact that people are saying some yeah. of those top things are really about you know shorter 911 calls mm -hmm. and increasing you know uh, you know police showing up at crime mm -hmm. yeah. i mean i'm not surprised by that nor am i and and i think looking at this it's important to put this in perspective and what the mayor is trying to do and he put out a press release his office put out a press release about this that really went to pains to show okay we reached out to a number of different communities of color. Here's the percentages in terms of who you reached out to. So I think there's there's some intentionality to that, which I like. But I just wanted to point out here, and maybe we can just highlight it on the show. If you would like to get a question through to the mayor, you can do that. Go to the mayor's website. You'll see a blog post about this, about this outreach effort that he has done here. Click on that blog post, and there's actually a link within that post in which you can submit a question to the mayor of Seattle that would be passed along to the Seattle police chief. Because very importantly, Trey, over the next couple of weeks here, the mayor is going to be, or actually next week, uh, the mayor is going to be putting out three candidates. He's taking in all this information, all these different candidates. He's going to narrow it down to three next week. And then at that point on September 15th, I'm actually going to be the one who's moderating asking these questions to these three candidates. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage people to reach out, get those questions in. I hear exactly what you're saying in terms of access or what have you, but the mayor is going to be taking in a lot of different comments here, basically putting them into, he's not going to ask them all, of course, but trying to put them into different boxes where, okay, let's make sure we cover this topic, that topic, et cetera. And uh, I think it's important to for people to have their voices heard. That's, that's why I do what I do. Um, but this is something where I think the mayor is looking for feedback. If you'd like to make sure you get 
get that feedback in, go to his website, put that in there. Again, he's making his decision in the next few days here, but we're going to have a lot more information about it. And I'm really excited to actually be moderating this forum. It's going to be on Seattle Channel in the evening on the 15th. I'll make sure I get you the time when it's all set there. But it's going to be very interesting to talk to these three candidates because this is a real turning point, I think, for Seattle when it comes to public safety, when it comes to all these issues we're talking about, about standing up alternatives, et cetera, about making sure police are accountable, about making sure they have a good contract that holds them accountable from the city's perspective. So there's a ton going on here, and I really want to make sure people reach out. Well, this is really, I mean, this is something I think we've really been on here at Converge is, you know, the contention between the police contract, the union, yeah. you know, how it's experienced at the community ground level, yeah. right? I think all of that plays a major role in shaping our police force and also, you know, really learning from the this movement that we've experienced. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it can't just be a wave of like, oh, that was back in 2020. Yeah. Everybody was in the streets. No, I think we really have to also uh, take account to what people were actually expressing out there on, on the streets, in the CHOP era, mm -hmm. outside of that, and all of these amazing protests that were happening where people were like, we are tired of seeing yeah the same tactics play out in our streets and with our people and in our communities. And I think that is important. I think one of the, the, the best ways that any city can really go about this, though, is doing exactly what they're trying yeah. to do and the intentionality be like, we need to hear from communities mm -hmm. because it can't be these kind of closed door groups, right? Mm -hmm. The people that are closest to the mayor, the ones that have yeah. access. Right. I think being able to open up those doors mm -hmm. and really try to, to say, look, we really do want to hear from you is important. Yeah. It's one of the ways that you can try to do as best as you can yeah. to get a large set of people to actually respond. Yeah. And I love that these questions are mm -hmm. able to be submitted Submitted, yeah. and then put in kind of buckets because yeah. major topics will arise from this, oh, yeah. Brian. And mm -hmm. I know you're going to do a great job of moderating this. Yeah. I mean, when you think about some of the, the top things that, you know, a lot of folks are kind of saying in terms of what they want to get out of yeah. this, what are some of the things that you kind of take away? I, I put David on the spot with this question <laughs> on the show here, and I think it's really interesting, but he brought up a point that I really do echo. And it's this whole idea of how do you respond to these behavioral health crises? How do you respond when someone is undergoing a mental health problem on the streets? What do we do there? And I think there has to be a police response, and I really want to hear from a chief candidate about that. And then I have to, I hope, hear some reality too, which is the recognition that, and I think there are a lot of police out here who would say this too, I don't know what to do with this person. Where do they go? Where do I send them? Where do I go from here? Because it can't just begin and end with a police interaction, right? And so um, I think that's going to be a very interesting piece. That's probably the top piece that I'm interested in um, in terms of how they work in that whole concept of mental health, behavioral health, how it impacts the job that police are doing right now, and how they're going to respond to it in the future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, really, I, I really do because this is something that I think is really affecting folks in a way that's like we're almost any time we deal with a mental health crisis being responded to by a brute police force, we go, there's got to be another way. Yeah. Right. It's like the first thing that kind of comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And I have these conversations with family, everybody. And it's like, no matter what, we're all, even though we've seen it over and over again, it doesn't really lessen the shock of yeah. it all. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we can't get to a place where we're like, that's just what we expect, you know? Right. And I know there are people out there that have that opinion as well. Like, yeah. oh man, you know, I know they're going to get it wrong. Yeah. And ultimately I, 
I, I appreciate that you're saying that's a, a major point, right, for you mm -hmm. and David, because mm -hmm. it's important that we all kind of collectively share that. Yeah. It can't just be with the communities who are experiencing the brunt end of it, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I think is kind of how it's been going in the past. Right. And, you know, all of us kind of opening our eyes to this reality mm -hmm. means that it affects us all. And oh, yeah. we've seen, too, I mean, this is something that I think is really important to me, um, is how are we dealing with the preventive approaches yep. around gun mm -hmm. violence? Yeah. I mean, this can't just be something where, yeah. you know, a shooting happens, police respond over and over again. We got to be doing something to really catch folks upstream and mm -hmm. scale up the solutions that are happening at the community level. Yeah. That for me is a major point. Right. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. would love to understand how the city is taking that into account as they yeah. think about reshaping the police force. Brian, these are top, yeah, these are this top is, this topics. This is big right stuff, and, and it can't just be the police department, right? Yeah. I think it has to be a full city kind of response here. And that's and that's a big part of this too. But at the same time, you want to hold police accountable and then at the same time try to have that police chief candidate look at bigger picture yeah. type of issues too. So there's a ton going on with this one. I did want to point out that also on the show tonight, we're looking at a social housing measure that isn't going to be on the ballot in November, but will be in February. It's a very, very interesting topic here. It's a little convoluted, so make sure you check out the show tonight at 7 o'clock. But we're covering a lot of ground tonight, Trey. A lot going on. Yeah. And I'll also say, too, I yeah. keep my ears to the ground a little bit. I know there's some work happening around cannabis equity at the city yes. level as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Teresa Mosqueda's office has been mm -hmm. really holding uh, this kind of in their, their pocket, mm -hmm. talking to community, dealing yep. with different workers in the cannabis industry, yep. trying to figure out ways to do that. There's going to be, I think, a public comment opportunity on September 6th. Yep. So that's something I, 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 you may see me there, Brian. No, no, no. I'm coming right up. And I think it's, it's really important to pay attention to what's going on with the city council right now in between this time of early September and then the end of the month, because end of the month on the 24th, they're actually going to get a budget proposal from Mayor Harrell. And then they go to budget mode. And yeah. that's what's happening right up through Thanksgiving. So I think you'll see a lot of different council members really trying to push some different priorities like cannabis equity. You're going to see a tree ordinance possibly coming from the city council. You're going to see a lot of different stuff out there in which they're trying to push some of these things forward so they can get them off the docket before the budget rolls around. So you're going to see a lot of activity this month and people need to pay attention to it. I'm going to cover it as best I can and make sure I'm talking to you about it too, Trey. Well, let them know how they can find you, Brian. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Check out the show tonight. Seattle News, Views and Brews, 7 o'clock right here on Converge. I'm with my co-host, David Croman. If you want to connect with me on social media, at Callanan Seattle is where I am on Twitter. That's where I respond most quickly to a lot of these things. But, hey, reach out wherever you want to. You want to hit me up on YouTube or whatever with Converge. Make sure you get those questions in. We'd love to answer them on the show. And a big thanks always to Converge for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brian, for being here. Yeah. Wow. Top topics indeed, you guys. Make sure you guys are tuning in tonight and just continue tuning in. I'm going to come back right after this short break and recap the show and let you know a little bit about what's happening tomorrow. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Faith. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear.
Welcome back to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great show today. Just to do an end recap of this amazing Black Business Month with all of those amazing artists who also represent not only the Vivid Matter Collective, but their own individual businesses as well. Make sure you guys are tuning in and tapping in with your local artists so that you guys can support them and all the great things that they are doing. Uh, shout out again to Art Queen right here at Converge Media, T-Dub, for always being intentional to bring us amazing artistry right here to Converge Media. We appreciate you and all the things you're doing. And I got to give a huge shout out to Brian Callen. And I mean, you know, these topics that are happening down at City Hall are so important to all of us who are right here within the greater Seattle city limits. I mean, this is something that for me, even though I live in Federal Way, I care so much about these issues because I understand how they impact communities. So make sure you guys are tuning in tonight, 7 p.m. to Seattle News, Views and Brews. And you guys, we got a jam-packed show tomorrow. We're going to have several guests. I can almost guarantee you it's going to go long because I want to give these guests some time. We're going to, we've been talking about Office of Economic Development. They're going to be in the building tomorrow. So I get to tap in with them. And also Arts Wah, one of the major leading uh, artist organizations that's been supporting artistry throughout Washington will also be in the building. So I can't wait to connect with all of the guests coming on tomorrow that represent these amazing organizations and the amazing work happening at the Office of Economic Development right here for the city of Seattle. I want to thank all of you guys for watching today. Always be inspired. You know, Brian does a lot of different things, but he finds the time to make sure that we get these messages every week with Seattle News Views and Brews. And you guys know how busy T-Dub is, but yet she still finds the time to make sure that we know about all of these amazing things going on in the artist world right here people are finding their way to be a part of the solution. So you can be inspired to figure out how you get to be a part of the solution too. That's always my goal here on The Day with Trey. I want you guys to always remember that and take that inspiration with you today. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.